WrestleMania 3 at the Silverdome in Pontiac, Michigan. It's going to be called down the middle, 50-50. The cream of the crop. Nobody does it better. I heard you laugh. I heard you get off on it, brother. In their business life and in their private life. Hello and welcome to the Yes Talk Pro Wrestling Podcast. I am your host as always, Dustin Kaufman, and this is the WWE Monday Night Raw Recappuccino, the first edition. Uh, I'm excited. What a fun episode of Raw. I want to say thanks for listening, everybody, here on Trending Topics Network and on iTunes. Please, if you're listening, follow me on Twitter at the yes talk means a lot follow me on twitter at the yes talk also go to itunes rate review subscribe five stars and kind words go a long way or hey four stars and a big f u dk that's fine too i can go either way so this is the monday night raw recappuccino and man uh, what an exciting uh, raw we had tonight not only was it is it was it exciting it was anticipated since the close of hell in the cell i have been waiting for raw to start that's when you know they did a good job that's when you know wwe did a good job they did something right closing out a pay-per-view it's when that pay-per-view goes off the air and all you can think is uh i cannot wait for raw and this was one of those times this is one of those times i couldn't wait for raw uh, i i thought the show was good i thought they did it well um twitter seemed happy um uh, one of my twitter followers also uh, a, a regular guest here on the yes talk money money montez on twitter he came and he said uh tell me why cesaro isn't in the main event picture again all right so the Cesaro fans are still alive in the WWE universe, wondering when he's going to get any kind of a push, any kind of a push. Sid Vicious, Psycho Sid, at Psycho Vicious, uh, he said on Twitter, he said, Owen Cesaro was very good. The Fatal 4-Way was very good. Likes Tyler appearing tonight, Tyler Breeze, giving Raw a 6.5 out of 10. 6.5 out of 10 for tonight? That seems kind of low, but that's okay, Psycho Sid, because I give your career a 4.5 out of 10. Hello, what? I mean, all right, so tonight's Monday Night Raw uh, was brought to you by wrestling. All right, so starting off, the authority, the authority did something I feel was necessary. They came out, and Triple H, Stephanie McMahon came out, started off Raw, and they started it off by selling Seth Rollins and the WWE heavyweight title. And not only did they sell him, they sold him. I mean, they were really selling him. And they needed to. After the past month, especially, especially the past month of Seth Rollins and Kane, that needed a push. And just, I think they did a good job alone. Just those two coming out, they did a really good job of making Seth Rollins seem important, making the title seem important again. Because for the past couple months, the past couple pay-per-views, that heavyweight title has not been the main event. It hasn't been the main attraction. 
Seth Rollins isn't even walking out last in his title match last night, Hell in a Cell. You, the heavyweight title match was before the Intercontinental title match, and Seth Rollins didn't even walk out second. Kane came out second, and you, the champion is supposed to come out second because he's the champion. Um, but that that was not the case, and I just kept feeling I just had that I just kept I kept feeling that the title just was losing its ground, was losing its value. Like the writers were just failing this title and this company and Seth Rollins. So it was really nice to see them come out and really just, just with words alone made me care and reassured me that everything's okay. And Seth Rollins is being appreciated in the way that he is and letting the fans know that they need to appreciate this in the way that, that they should have just felt anyways. That's the problem. I mean, it's almost like they needed to do that. And that is a problem. I mean, I'm glad they did it because of how, where he was at and where the title was at and where the title was at in the cards and the picture and the emotions behind it and the stories behind it and came behind it. So I'm glad they did it because I feel it needed it. But the fact that they had to do it, that it it speaks volume. It's it says you've been doing it wrong. You're in trouble. You have to come out and fix this because it's broken. Because the title picture is broken. The WWE title is being misrepresented and misused behind the scenes on camera. I mean, so it's gonna they it's been playing second fiddle to Lesnar and Undertaker. Who was ha- definitely was the main attraction. SummerSlam, I don't think that match. Um, and you know, it's weird. I don't Lesnar and Taker at SummerSlam. I was like, this match should not have been the main event. It should not have been the main event. No way, no way should that have been the main event. Uh, last night, man, that was a different story. Last night, I get it. Those two brought it, and you can hear all about it on the Hell in the Cell post show uh, on iTunes or Trending Topics Network. But I get it. They sold it, man, that match. And I wonder if it's just, hey, however good this match is, that's going to let me know if it should have been the main event or not. Last night, Lesnar and Taker should have been the main event. Should have been the main event. And the way they ended it, closed it out with Wyatt's coming out, carrying Undertaker like a human crucifixion. Oh, so good. We're getting a really good classic Undertaker story with Bray Wyatt right now. I'm and I'm really excited. I mean, I you have to assume they're building for a uh for a survivor series or maybe a Brothers of Destruction versus Wyatt family. Maybe we'll see a couple people join the Brothers of Destruction, Dean Ambrose probably, who has nothing else to do. That's the one thing <clears throat> after Raw tonight. Everybody seems really excited. They're happy about Raw, the way everything went for the most part. Again, some Cesaro fans wondering when he's getting... What the, the biggest consensus on Twitter, especially, and what I thought is Dean Ambrose. Dean Ambrose. Why is he not... He didn't even have a match at Hell in the Cell. He didn't have a match tonight. The only time we saw him tonight, he was out there selling Roman Reigns for a position that he should be in. He's out there selling them in his own for his job. Yeah. That's his spot. You would have to think. I mean, uh, 
So, okay, Roman Reigns, the authority kicked off, selling the title, selling the champ. And they announced that there's going to be a number one contenders match um, to determine, uh, I'm sorry, a, a tournament to determine the number one contender. And they were taking the winners. They're like, of the winner winners from last night. I misheard them because I thought they said <clears throat> from Hell in a Cell. It turned out pre-show included. Because when they were like, the winners, eight people, I'm like, Brock Lesnar won. Does that mean Brock Lesnar is going to be in this? Because he was a winner. No, but you got the, the guys from the pre-show. Ziggler, Neville, Cesaro. They're all, you know, so. I mean, they they won the pre-show. All three of them were in it. So, so the four the four matches, eight guys, four matches to determine, and the winner of each match goes on to a fatal four way at the end of Raw. And I'm like, all right, this is fun. We're getting a number one contenders match. We're gonna have four matches and then a fifth match. We're having a five match tournament on Raw to determine the number one contender for the heavyweight title to defend to uh, to to go against Seth Rollins. At Survivor Series. I'm like, all right, I can dig this. I can dig this. This is fun. This is going to be fun. It's probably going to be Roman Reigns, but it's going to be fun. And before you can even go, it's probably going to be Roman Reigns. Here comes, as soon as they announce the winner, uh, winners from last night, here comes Roman Reigns right down to the ring. So start off, we had Roman Reigns uh, versus Kofi Kingston. New Day, all right? Um, the other matches were Kevin Owens versus Cesaro, Alberto Del Rio versus Neville, and uh, then we had Biggie Langston versus Ziggler. I'm like, all right, well, these are probably going to be all pretty decent matches, all right? Reigns versus Kofi, incredible match. That was a great match. I'm glad we're seeing Kofi Kingston in, in, in this position right now where he's getting in good matches. Kofi deserves it. He's been in this game for a long time. He's been in the company for a long time. Kofi He's held a lot of titles, Intercontinental, U.S., tag titles. Let's see him get closer to that heavyweight title. He's a champion. He knows how to carry a title. He knows how to be a champion. He can cut a promo. He's doing great in the New Day faction. I mean, he's a locker room leader. He would have to be. He's been there for a long time. Um, All right, so Roman, obviously, Roman Reigns beats Kofi Kingston. Kevin Owens um beats uh, uh it was uh kevin owens versus cesaro again great match better this might be one of the best matches i've seen between these two um because they've had several you know smackdown and raw this is probably one of the better matches i've seen between kevin owens and cesaro really good that corkscrew that corkscrew uh <laughs> forearm Spinning forearm off the ropes, Cesaro's do. Oh, it's incredible! That man, and then they played it, replayed it, and in slow mo. And I'm like, man, slow mo does this move no good. I mean, that spinning corkscrew forearm off the middle rope that Cesaro does is phenomenal. What a move! I mean, the speed, the accuracy, the straight. He literally is like a, it's like a spinning missile off of the the rope. I mean, and he. It's so good. It's such an awesome move. The speed on ah, I love it. Cesaro is so good. He's so fun to watch. Um, 
But Kevin Owens did get the victory, so Kevin Owens moved on. So now we have Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens lined up for the Fatal 4-Way at the end of the night. All right, then we had uh, Kevin Owens, you know, with the Intercontinental title again. I love it. I think they did it right, okay? They knew they wanted to get the Intercontinental title off of Ryback. They put it on... Kevin Owens, all right? Now, they didn't want to just disrespect Ryback. Ryback had big shoes to fill. You got to remember this. That Intercontinental title was supposed to be on Daniel Bryan. Ryback had big shoes to fill. I mean, maybe like little, I mean, smaller boots, but big shoes, you know. I mean, that's Daniel Bryan to Ryback. That's, hey, we're all out of stake, but, you know, we got these, um, we have, you know, like grapes, <laughs> I don't, I don't know what, to, I don't know what to say. I mean, it, I mean Daniel Bryan is one of the biggest guys in the. So Ryback definitely was not on the same level as Daniel Bryan when he took that Intercontinental title. Now, was he everything that WWE wanted him to be? Did he do everything for that belt that they needed him to? I don't know. They held it. He held it. He defended it. And he worked his ass off. You can't take that away from him. You can't take that away from him. Um, but you you have to give Ryback this. Ryback stepped up his game. For the Intercontinental title, Ryback stepped up his game. His promos improved. His in-ring ability proved. He, he started getting personal. Uh, less food analogies for a while. It wasn't just feed me more. I'm hungry. Oh, I'm going to eat the title. So I mean, it's it's better. He, he improved. He stepped up his game. Did he he did he step up all the way to the plate? I don't know. I don't know if he I don't know. But he stepped up his game. He he let he took that opportunity and he's like, "Okay, I'm going to improve. I'm going to improve." So, but they it wasn't enough. So Kevin Owens getting the title, they didn't want to just say, okay, right back. Thanks. See you later. So they at least gave him a month for the rematch. And so we got the rematch. It's out of the way. And now Kevin Owens, you have to feel is moving on and he's moving on. He has to be moving on. It's we're going to find a new, uh, a new feud, a new contender for the intercontinental title. I'd like to see Kevin Owens hold on. There's, Hold, I'd like to see Kevin Owens hold on to the title for a while, but there are some people I would also like to see with the title for a while. It's kind of like this double-edged sword. I Kevin Owens, he just got it. He's got through his first feud. I don't want to see him drop it immediately, but there are people I feel that could do really well with that title as well. And I could. I mean, so I mean, are we just gonna get another Cesaro Kevin Owens feud? Are we gonna get Neville out there? Are we Sami Zayn? Is Sami Zayn coming back soon? I mean, he's got it. I mean, maybe not till next year, Royal Rumble. I haven't I haven't heard. I mean, Sami Zayn's still due for a comeback eventually. Eventually. All right. So all right, then we have the Diva Six Man, the six women tag match, Bellas versus PCB. Um and Bellas win the match. Uh, spoiler alert. Bellas win. Uh, Nikki Bella and the Bellas. Nikki Bella. Hashtag John Sheena. Hashtag John Sheena. Uh, get the win. But then Paige. Paige turns on Charlotte and Becky Lynch. You know, uh, Becky gets pinned. And then here comes Paige. And just takes out Charlotte. Takes out Becky. Um, and... 
And and then uh, and then she continued just to beat the hell out of the two of them. And then she walked off. And this, I think this is the best thing that's happened in the Divas Revolution yet. Paige turning on Charlotte and Becky is the best thing to happen in this Divas Revolution yet. Why? Because it involves uh, three things. All right, it involves three things. It involves one, at least one of two. Okay, it involves new talent, good women talent, women wrestling, women wrestlers. All right, you're new, like Charlotte and Becky. All right, these are two of the women added that we're supposed to believe that this is going to change the face of women's wrestling on the main roster. Now, if we can change the writing, maybe we'll have a shot. So this is the first step towards that. So it, we have Charlotte and Becky. That's one. That's one thing. We have the Divas title. That's two. Three. Yes, we have Paige. But more importantly, we don't have a Bella in this part of the story. In this story. it's it's Essentially, it's going to be Charlotte and Paige and the title. And you don't have a Bella anywhere near that. Because ever since we saw Charlotte and Becky and Sasha Banks debut on the main roster, we haven't seen that title anywhere. Anywhere that title's gone, Nikki Bella and the Bellas have been there. It's been the same thing. It's been the same storylines, the same face. It's And it was getting tiring. It was disappointing. It was really disappointing what we were getting the amount of talent and the way that talent was being used. So this to me is the best thing that's happened in this divas revolution because Paige can go in the ring this, you know, she is kind, I mean, she kind of was the pioneer of this. If you think about it, I mean, she's been going alone. The only one since they got there, she's been on that main roster trying to just step up everybody's game, trying to improve the divas division, trying to give it all in the ring to make it about wrestling. When AJ Lee was on the roster, those matches between AJ and page were incredible, but then they started burning out because there was nobody else for them to compete on that level with. So now we have people for them to compete on that level with, and it's not just one person. We're not getting Paige versus Nikki versus Brie hiding under the ring every match. The Bellas are out of the picture now. They're out of the picture. We're probably going to see like a Sasha Banks, Nikki Bella feud now. Well, you know, like a sub feud going under this. Let Paige get her run at the title. You know, Charlotte will probably continue. I'm sure Charlotte will hold on to the title past Paige. I mean, you need to let Charlotte run with the title a little bit before Sasha comes and takes it. It doesn't have to be a year. I mean, it doesn't have to be six months, but it would be nice. A good four or five month run. That wouldn't hurt anybody. She could have a couple months. She could finish the year with Paige and then build to WrestleMania with Sasha Banks. Just build slow build. That gives, well, you know what? That, I mean, that's about six months. And that's perfect. That's per let this feud with Paige could end, could go, you know, go for the next few months. It really could because it can go between Becky and Charlotte and Paige kind of all in the same thing. And that can go to the Royal Rumble. You know, we can get Survivor Series. You know, we'll get the last pay-per-view of the year. We can go to Royal Rumble. And then from Royal Rumble to April, just build Sasha Banks and Charlotte. 
slowly build it and build the anticipation. Don't give us six matches. Don't give us seven matches of Charlotte versus Sasha Banks trying to hype us up for WrestleMania. Give us no matches. Don't give us three. Don't give us two, not one, zero. Not one Sasha Banks versus Charlotte match before WrestleMania. WrestleMania, let the match happen. Let Sasha have her moment. The match is going to be fantastic. The match will steal the show. It's going to be one of the most talked about matches of WrestleMania 32 in Dallas, Texas at the AT&T Arena Stadium what place. Over 100,000 people. You can build this. You don't want, because if you take the title off of Charlotte too soon, it's not going to mean anything. You have to find something good for Sasha to do for the next few months. You got to have a good feud with her. And I hate to say it, maybe she can just feud with, with Nikki for a little bit or Brie. I mean, I, or uh, maybe she starts, I don't know. I don't know. But so Sasha would probably have to feud with the Bellas, get some bad and Bella going on. Let this Paige and Charlotte thing go on for a few months. Then start building Sasha Banks and Charlotte for WrestleMania. But just leave it at that. Leave it at that. Leave it at a build. Don't burn us out. Don't make it the rematch, the rubber match. Don't, none, zero. You can have, I guess, some tag team matches building up to it. You have some interruptions, but please save it. Save it. Save that match for WrestleMania. Don't you've done. Okay, I will say this. I feel that they should have moved quicker, but it's only been a few months. Charlotte's got the belt, and now she's out of her first feud with, with Nikki, with the champion. She's moving on from the, the initial feud with the champion. That's great. That's great. Okay, so they're taking their time. So keep taking your time, WWE. Don't rush it. Don't burn it out. Give us the first match at WrestleMania. Then, hey, then you can have a rematch. You then start. You can have three more. You can have three months, two months of building it. Two months of building it. And then three months of matches. That's like five. That's half your year almost with one feud. One awesome feud by the way, and these two can do it. If there's anybody who can carry half a year, let that maybe let the title go back and forth a couple times. Maybe a win. When you know, then you have a series of rematch. Oh, a series of rematch. Up until the page turning on Charlotte and Becky, I was not impressed with the anything that happened with the women on Raw. That excites me because it shows me it's opening for the future. It's it's laying the cards on the table. It's saying, okay, we are ready to move forward. Speaking of moving forward, Alberto Del Rio has returned to the WWE. I am excited. I followed him when he left, and I followed him right back. Really excited. It was an amazing surprise, an ama a well-kept secret. I had read a few articles saying that he may have signed with WWE or he was considering signing and it would be sooner rather than later. But for some reason, it, it just evaded my head. It escaped me. I never even thought like he could be coming out 
after I read the article, I just kind of forgot I read the article, at least in regards to a potential U.S. Open Challenge contender. It was amazing. I was, I was a ple- I was like, I don't know who this is going to be, but uh, it's probably going to be a positive surprise. I was like, I don't know who it's going to be, but it's probably going to be a positive surprise. Uh, Albert was Zeb Coulter. I'm, it's a little weird. I don't know. I think, you know, their WWE wants to engage the their has, the Latino audience, the the Mexican audience. They're so big, and they want to engage them. They have heroes for them. Um, but I think that you lose that a little bit when you start saying Mex America. Like, oh man, like why you don't have to be. Like, you can have somebody from Mexico wrestling without going Mex-America. Your world heavyweight champion is Armenian, and you never pay attention to it. And that's fine. You don't have to. You don't have to call out and pay attention to race so much with your wrestlers. They're just people. They're people, man. They're people. You don't have to. Oh, and here comes your Mexican guy, uh, uh, Alberto Del Rio. I, I'm not saying don't be proud of it, but is it, it just is it as necessary? Is it as necessary? I mean, I, is there a fear? That, I mean, or is it just like I'm going to pimp this? I'm just going to pimp him as the Mexican. It's just weird. I mean, he's a great talent. He's a great entertainer. He's super talented. Uh, and I think you could just say, Hey, Alberto Del Rio, let the music stay the same. Let the color stay, let them keep, you know, the green, but it's just like overboard. It's overboard, especially since like the way he left and then just to bring it back on this really just almost stereo, like, whoa. I feel Zeb is trying to push a good message. It's just when it comes off, when it comes out of his, when I hear it, I'm like, this is all really weird. It's all really weird. But the match, enough of the match, Alberto Del Rio versus Neville, great match. Um, great talent. Neville, and uh, these are two guys who know what they're doing in the ring. Two different styles, but com- they complemented each other really well. This match was really good, really fun. Uh, I, I really think the size difference between the two, there is definitely that. There is definitely a size difference between Del Rio and Neville, but it's you, I, you don't even pay attention to that. I didn't even know. I mean, Neville is so good. Like, I just thought these two really complimented each other. When I heard that they were going, that they were wrestling, I'm like, good. This will be a fun match. This is another one, another one of the winners. I'll, I'll, you know, it was a that was part of the tournament, the winners tournament. But uh, Del Rio winning that. Uh, so it wasn't it wasn't all winners tonight. Nope, it wasn't all winners. We also had a losers six man tag match. That's right. They took the losers from last night and threw them all in a match together. They had the Dudleys. With Ryback versus Rusev, Sheamus, and Barrett, who were the losers of the pre-show. Um, and so that you know that was a Dudley's jobbing again. Man, they are they are the Dudleys have really started to let us know what their place on the roster is, which is fine. It's fine if that's what you're here to do. If you're here solely to put over all the new talent. Fine, fine. 
Guess what? The Dudley boy will probably never win another match. They're they're just gonna put over everybody. How many matches in a row did they lose to New Day? And then they come out, and now they're losing to Rusev, Sheamus, and Barrett. Uh, man, I'd, I want to see the Bully Ray character on the main rock as a heel. Man, man, that Bully Ray character. I really want to see him sink his teeth into that character on WWE, on the WWE roster. I think that could be a lot of fun. I think it'd be really great. Um, then we got the Bray Wyatt promo, uh, which was fun. It was talking about Undertaker, how he and this man, this Bray Wyatt promo was dark and creepy. I mean, Bray Wyatt is that he says he's feasting on the soul of the Undertaker, and he just wants more. He just it, it was really close to. I mean, just imagine how Ryback would talk about an all-you-can-eat steak buffet. It's like that's how Bray Wyatt was talking about The Undertaker. And he's just going to feed how he's been walking the, between the dark and the light for so long. And and he the, the, the destruction of The Undertaker is the resurrection of Bray Wyatt. And that him and Roman Reigns will feud again. They will fight again, but not until Bray Wyatt has resurrected himself. Um, and what, when he says resurrected, I don't know exactly. Ending The Undertaker is what you can imagine he meant by that. So this was interrupted by Kane. The fire hits. Kane comes. He's like, all right, I can't listen to you talk about my brother anymore. And this was exciting. This, Kane, last night, mm -mm, no way. I misplaced. He's he's in the wrong place. That's not where I want Kane. I don't want the demon Kane in the heavyweight. He's just, I've seen it. But this, they have kept Undertaker and Kane really far away from each other for a really long time. It's no secret Undertaker wants to work with Kane again. So that's great. This is a great thing. So to put, to let them... You know, I mean, you have to think Undertaker's coming up towards the end. WrestleMania is probably going to be his last match. At least people keep assuming and expect. I mean, we are really getting a great year out of The Undertaker. I mean, this could just continue, and I'd be okay with that. He could just do, I mean, if he could stay full-time, full-part-time for the next, you know, year or so, that's cool. Maybe he's not planning on retiring at WrestleMania. But, I mean, you would have to think that that's a consideration. And it's no secret he wants to work with Kane again, and this is a great way to do it. So Kane, in this story, is wonderful. This is where Kane needs to be. Kane in an Undertaker Wyatt story, that's exactly where Kane needs to be. Oh, man, maybe the Wyatts can give Kane a bit of a makeover while you give him, I don't, just take the wig back off. I don't, it's silly. It's silly. It's silly. You know, um, all right. So, and then the, all the Wyatts show up and they just take Kane out and they carry him out the same way they carried Undertaker out last night, just like a human crucifix, carried him all the way back to the back. And then they show him dragging him out of there. And I'm excited to see where this story is going. Again, this is some classic Undertaker stuff. This is really fun, just Halloween 
feeling horror-esque. This is just a really fun supernatural-esque story. And we haven't gotten anything this far out in a long time. But it seems this is what it seems less far out than Nikki Bella being the longest reigning Divas champion in history. Bray Wyatt eating the soul of the Undertaker is more believable than Nikki Bella beating AJ Lee's record for longest reigning Divas champion. Okay? Plain and simple. It's it's <laughs> maybe it's cuz I want to believe it more. Um, and then, I mean, that was great. It was a great promo. Bray, Bray Wyatt, if you remember Undertaker, uh, WrestleMania this year, I mean, Bray Wyatt was essentially selling that story for the both of them. We didn't get a lot of Taker going into it, into that match at all. We got a lot of Bray Wyatt. Um, and he, I mean, he can sell this. I like seeing the Wyatt family stronger now. They're in the, like in four. I wonder if we're going to get another one even. But I like that. I like seeing the. I think the Wyatt family is looking really strong right now. Um, despite Bray Wyatt's loss, Bray Wyatt lost to Roman Reigns last night at Hell in the Cell. And he, despite that, he that when that show went off the air, that's the only that's. That was the top thing on my on my head. First person I was thinking about. The last thing I thought about when that show went off the air, Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt. So, uh, and then from there we get uh, Big E right, versus Ziggler. Now, Big E came out first, and after the whole Wyatt and Kane thing, Kane being carried out like the human crucifix again, it was a cold reception. The audience... It's not that they weren't entertained. It's that they had been taken a completely different direction. They had been taken a completely different direction than the New Day. Than pro wrestling, really. And then, like, your standard, like, okay, now here comes Dolph Ziggler and Biggie Langston. Kind of a thing, right? And it, 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 that's, that spot would be hard for anybody to follow. That spot would be hard for anybody to follow. Um, and this is usually the perfect spot for New Day. They could, I mean, if you remember when I think it was Daniel Bryan came out and he relinquished his intercontinental title, the crowd was dead, dead. Like, oh, I feel bad for whoever has to walk through that curtain yet. The New Day did it. They had, and they, they owned it. They, oh, they, owned the spot they they knew the situation they called they called out the situation and they owned the spot this but they didn't have a microphone this time to hype the crowd back up new day is perfect for those awkward spots because they can make you forget what you just saw and just start entertaining you they can change your energy they can redirect your attention redirect your energy change your focus and make you go okay i'm watching them now but the mic on the way to the ring helps with that and they didn't have that so it was just kind of quiet very silent after the wyatt piece um but biggie versus ziggler and then tyler breeze was at ringside um after you know he debuted on smackdown last week taking out ziggler so tyler breeze came out with summer ray they sat ringside the whole time ziggler versus biggie um but we didn't get any interference out of it ziggler won clean and walked away so breeze was just there letting ziggler know he's there 
letting the WWE audience know he's there. So I imagine we're probably Ziggler, you know, didn't go over at the fatal four way. So I imagine we're probably going to see a Tyler Breeze Ziggler match at Survivor Series, which I would be okay with. I think those two probably will put on a really good match. Um, I'd like to see Tyler Breeze. I mean, I'd like to see him win a couple matches before Survivor Series. I'd like to see him do more than just come out and show his face. Um, we don't need another um, like big stage in ring debut. We we've had a few of them. All right. Um, we don't let him come out. Just have a few matches on Raw. Let him have. Let him wrestle for the next few weeks. Put over some jobbers if you want. It doesn't matter. Just let him wrestle for the next few weeks. Let him win a few matches and then let him go into Ziggler. Like, don't have him debut in ring on Survivor Series and have Ziggler put him over. What that reminds me of is Chris Jericho versus Fondango WrestleMania. It's just, it doesn't need to be like that. For one, we've seen it. So, so just let him wrestle. For one, I want to see him wrestle. He's, he's good in the ring. Tyler Breeze, he's fun in the ring. Anybody who watches NXT knows Ziggler uh, knows Tyler Breeze is good in the ring. I, I, I was surprised when Zig, when Tyler showed up on SmackDown. I really was. I was because and I was saying literally last week on last week's show, I was like Tyler Breeze has become stagnant in NXT, and I fear that there's a, uh, until he says I'm not going to do this anymore, they will keep him there. Um, until he, until he just says, I won't stay here anymore because he's really good at what he does. He was really good there. He was there in NXT for Prince pretty was in NXT for a really long time. A lot of people were moving up. The worst thing you could ever do. And this is something I learned in standup comedy too. The worst thing you could ever do in entertainment or in anything is be in a race with somebody else's career. Everybody moves at their own pace. Everybody moves at their own time. It's just when you're ready. When are you ready? Everybody has their own door. Some it takes longer. Some it takes shorter. Some that door will never open. But if you're competing with somebody else's career, you're going to fail because you're going to burn yourself out. You're going to get in your head. You're going to talk yourself out of it. So I'm, gl I'm glad that door did open for Tyler Breeze and that he is there now. Uh, because he was becoming stagnant in NXT. I'm like, man, how many more? He's just going to be here forever, constantly putting people over. I mean, this this the character, it's a heel character that was like starting to be a face in NXT. I'm like, man, geez, they better do something with this guy really quick. And they did. They brought him up. They had him debut on SmackDown, which is cool. So let's get his in-ring debut next week. I want to see Tyler Breeze in the ring against somebody next week. I don't care. Not Ziggler. Save it for Survivor Series. Let's see him. You know, I don't care who. I really don't. Just let's see him win. Uh, Jack Swagger. How about that? Tyler Breeze or Axel uh, Mania. Right? I mean, two perfect people. That could their face, they could be used as faces. Ryback, why not that? Why not just have Tyler Breeze versus Ryback next week? Doesn't even have to be uh uh turn into a feud. Just just let the match happen. Let him get like a like an oh my god, how did I win that win? Right? Maybe uh Ziggler comes out and distracts Ryback accidentally. He's like, I'm so sorry. <sighs> So, uh, Big E uh, did not win. Ziggler did win that, though. So, um, and then you had Titus O'Neil um, as the spokesperson uh, for the Susan G. Komen 
piece, having all the ladies in the ring from from the company from Susan G. Komen from the foundation. Triple H standing right behind him, all the wrestlers behind him, and that's kind of like it's kind of like an audition, in my opinion. Titus, I mean, like, hey, why don't you go out and speak for all of us? I know that's a sensitive subject, that's a close to the heart for Titus. I mean, he definitely did a better job than Roman Reigns did. Um, and you know, John Cena. So they didn't really write John Cena off anything, did they? John Cena really didn't get written off. You would expect that John Cena. I mean, it's like, okay, you know, he's going to disappear after hell in a cell. It's been public. It's no secret. John Cena is going to disappear after hell in the cell. So, I mean, they had a perfect opportunity with Del Rio to have him get written off. Just have all, all they had to do was just have Del Rio put Cena in a bit in an arm bar after the match and just put him in an arm bar and hold it and hold it and hold it and injure him. Put him on the shelf. Would have been really easy. Really now it's just okay, he lost and so he's just not gonna show up for a few months. Okay, you could have just you could have easily just written him off. You could, it would have taken two minutes, 60, 90 seconds even just uh arm bar um, like oh god it hurts then he just and he walks away he broke his arm and then a month later it's healed and he's back it's healed and he's back i mean it's they write people off all the it's just weird that he's just gonna lose and disappear but we will get a rematch from that i mean that's you, you would i hope del rio continues the open challenges after tonight tonight i get it he had the tournament amazing we saw two matches from him that's wonderful that uh so but it, i just feel that it was a little lazy they could have just gone a step further it, you know like okay like maybe they want del rio as a face so they didn't want to do it that way but man I think Del Rio's over anyways. Somebody could come out, put an armbar in Cena, and still be considered a face. <laughs> like, you're not going to hurt. I mean, maybe with the kids. And maybe that's part of what they're doing. They want to get to the kids. So, like, so. Um, and then we get a pro, uh, Ambrose uh, backstage in, uh, with Ambrose and Reigns. And here we have Ambrose selling uh, Reigns again. This is where he is. He's selling Reigns for the position that he should be in. I mean, they better have something spectacular lined up for Dean Ambrose soon because he has been in nothing, nothing. Dean Ambrose, the lunatic fringe, has been in nothing at all. I mean, he wasn't on the card. He was supposed to be in a pre-match. They could have easily just replaced uh, an opponent for him. Uh, he was supposed to be in a rematch in the pre He wasn't on the card at all. Not at all, and and he wasn't on Raw tonight except for one spot to talk up Reigns. Like, what? This guy is, like, one of the biggest faces in the company, and they're not using him for it at all. They know how popular he is, and so they're using his popularity to put over Roman Reigns. they like, well, okay, yeah, this, this guy's really good, and the fans love him, and he can wrestle, and he can talk, and he's everything we need. He's, he's everything the company needs. It's just not what we're looking for. So instead, we're going to take all that popularity and talent that he has, and we're going to put that towards Roman Reigns. We need to elevate Roman Reigns. 
with with Dean Ambrose when in reality you should just be letting Dean Ambrose run with it just run be the man let him be the man and let Roman Reigns evolve on himself because there's been no evolution with Roman Reigns it's the character hasn't changed yet why is he back in the title picture already this is the same year I don't think he should have been there until SummerSlam next year maybe Probably the earliest. You don't want to go into WrestleMania like that. You don't want to go into WrestleMania like that. I mean, after last year, just keep your nose clean. I mean, you're not that short of talent. You're just that short of talent that you've built. This is, it's your fault. I mean, if there's any backlash from this, which, you know what? There may not be. Maybe Roman Reigns is, you know, proven himself had some good feuds with Wyatt after his feud with Wyatt. I mean, is that enough? Just a long running feud with Wyatt. And then they're like, okay, well, Hey, back to the title picture for you. His promos aren't getting better. His in ring ability is not improved. Uh, he, his ring attire is still the same. He's the only one from the shield. Still, still, still dressing like he's in the shield. Yeah. Uh, and so he's back in the title. Okay, fine. 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 Whatever. I hope it's a one and done. It's There's no way it's going to be. Um, maybe Dean Ambrose will come up and somehow interject himself into this, which I, maybe, the, I don't know about Survivor Series, maybe just a straight shield, triple threat for the title at Survivor Series. Uh I don't know if I see Seth Rollins really taking the belt right now, dropping the belt right now. I don't. I don't really see him dropping the belt right now. Um, the Fatal 4-Way tonight. So the Fatal 4-Way was incredible. Uh, it, we had Kevin Owens. We had Roman Reigns, Alberto Del Rio, and Dolph Ziggler. In a Fatal 4-Way, winner is the number one contender, obviously won by Roman Reigns. The match was spectacular. Spectacular, spectacular, fantastic, awesome, cowabunga, tubular, you name it, you pick it, it was it. This match was phenomenal. Loved it every minute of it. Um, and you know what it did? It kept people, I think, I, don't, I haven't seen the numbers, I haven't looked, ratings, view, whatever. It kept me interested. From open to close, I'm like, okay, I'm in the middle of something. There's a tournament going on throughout the whole Raw. So by the end of it, when we got to the main event, I was like invested. I'm like, okay, I've seen all these people earn their way to the main event. This is a real main event. This is, uh, we didn't know it was going to happen, but they, at the very beginning, they're like, hey, this is, you, this is your main event. And we watched it build in front of us. There was a story there. There was talent there. The match was so good. There was a lot of false finishes, but man, in a fatal four-way, that's okay. You can get away with that. I think a fatal four-way is one place where you can really get away with a lot of false finishes because it's not always just two guys kicking out of each other's finishers. It's a guy getting his finisher off being interrupted by a third guy who gets his finisher off. who gets interrupted by the third guy who then, you know, and then gets his finisher off, then gets thrown out of the ring. And then, you know, the first guy comes and pins him, but he gets interrupted by the second guy. And it's, it's just, it's so it's a lot more, a lot more chaos. 
is what it is. It's a lot more chaos. So it's easier to have those false. And man, this match was just so good. There were so many times I was like, this match is over. And it wasn't. It just kept going. And I want to say this. When, when Roman Reigns won, Seth Rollins did not back down. He did not weasel away. He didn't quiver. He said, you know what? That's fine. I don't care. I am the man. If I have to beat Roman Reigns again, I'll beat him again. I'm going to beat him because I am the man and I'm going to remain the man. He threw his headset down. He stood up toe to toe and reminded everybody in at home, on the couch, in the arena, everybody watching Monday Night Raw. Seth Rollins reminded them why he is the WWE champion. He said, hey, I don't care how big you are. I don't care how good you think you are. I am the man, and I will remain the man. To beat the man, you have to beat the man. Woo! Right? I mean, so it's Seth Rollins right now is the man. He's the champion. And his confidence has to be respected. You have to respect the confidence. It's something you don't get out of a lot of heels, especially a lot of heel champions. Somebody wins, you know, and then they have a feud with, usually like, oh, God, no, and then they run, and then, you know, it's like, oh, I'm not going to get near you. Don't touch. Seth Rollins is like, fine, let's go. I'm right here, right here, in your face. I, talking smack, which is fan, which is great. It's confidence in a heel. It's something he's unique. Seth Rollins really is a unique character. Um, I think when he does decide to fully, when he is face, when he fully turns face, he's going to be really over because he has a lot of confidence and people like that. And, you know, audiences like the audience likes to see somebody who's confident in what they're doing, who, who can talk smack and back it up. Steve Austin talked a lot of smack, backed it up. That's what Seth Rollins does. He talks smack and he backs it up. That's what I do. I talk smack and I back it up week after week. Uh, and this week, this is uh, that's raw. That's raw. I talked smack. I backed it up. Um, thank you again. If you're, uh, I mean, that's Monday night raw. I'm excited to see SmackDown. I'm excited to see the build the survivor series. Um, I guess that's the one match in the books. We have one match. Def- definitely. We know exactly what it's going to, it's going to be Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns. It, it could turn into a triple threat. It could, it could turn into a triple threat. Um, undertaker. It's the 25th anniversary of the undertaker survivor series. So we're going to see him in some fashion. Is he going to we're going to get brothers destruct brothers of destruction versus Wyatt's are we going to just get a one-on-one are we going to get undertakers fighting for the I mean who knows what we're going to get it's going to be fun I'm excited to see the Wyatt Undertaker story unfold I really am I'm excited to see it um uh I'm this is a good time to be a pro wrestling for pro wrestling fan we're coming up at the end of the year um it's only going to get better we resolved and finished a lot of stories last night at Hell in the Cell and Hell in a Cell a lot of stories that I feel needed to be resolved and finished and I, I, I feel new. I feel refreshed. I feel I'm ready to 
go. Like, I'm ready to watch some wrestling. I'm ready to watch pro wrestling. I'm ready to talk about pro wrestling. Unfortunately, the show's over. Follow me on Twitter, at the S-Talk. Uh, find me on iTunes. Rate, subscribe, review, share with your friends. Uh, I love you, Kaufman guys. I love you, Kaufman girls. Thank you, Yes Nation. Uh, this is the Yes Talk. Rock out with your talk out. Peace. <laughs>